Welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN, where we have in-depth conversation with Illinois Wesleyan Titan coaches throughout all the sports, throughout all the season. Right here on 88.1 WESN. Coming up, your host, Derek Bowman. Welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show. I'm your host, Derek Bowman. Coming up on our show today, we're going to talk with three coaches. We're going to start with Coach Maya Smith of Illinois Wesleyan Women's Basketball. We'll talk about the first half of the season and their upcoming games, including the one tonight that you're going to hear right here on 88.1 WESN as they take on Elmhurst at Faganaw Hall. Also coming up in the show, our second interview will be Coach Ron Rose, men's basketball coach, uh, number four ranked team in the nation as they get ready to take on Elmhurst at home. For those of you who want to see that game, you can go to iwsports.com. That game will tip off at 7 o'clock coming up basically at the top of the hour. And our third coach today, Chris Schumacher, he is the Head of the track program here at Illinois Wesleyan, created a program, quite a few national championships under his belt. He's also the head women's coach, as there are now three full-time athletic track coaches here at Illinois Wesleyan with cross-country men's track and Coach Schumacher with the women's track. I hope you stick around. Stay tuned for those three interviews. And then coming up after that, here on 88.1 WSN, we will have Illinois Wesleyan taking on Elmhurst Blue Jays from Faganaw Hall in Elmhurst. You're listening to Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. Tonight's sponsor guest list is brought to you by Carl Hospital. Carl Hospital asking you to mask up and tighten up, try and stay safe, and be healthy. Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show. Joining us here, our first guest for the uh, opening show of the season. It's nice to get back in here is Coach Maya Smith of the Women's Basketball. Coach Smith, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here, Derek, and uh, this is really exciting stuff. New stuff going on for our Titan program to start the new year off. A, a lot of new things going on, on and off the court and everything else. Let's start with just kind of looking back at the season. Um, kind of give us your thoughts. You're 5-6 and six on the season you have um, quite a few freshmen who have been playing and are, are starting to get the experience and a lot of senior leadership. Yep. So we are uh, actually six and six, so don't short me on that I'm, one win. Please. I apologize for that. <laughs> no worries there. Um, six and six on the year and a very young team. And I think at the start of the season, my, I wasn't exactly sure what my expectations were. Um, I think a lot of expectations for other people – were that we had lost everything, including Kendall Sosa, the WBCA D3 Player of the Year, and three other starters. Um, so we were everybody knew we were going to be a new team and, and a very young team. And going in, we had one returning starter in Brooke Lansford. Um, and with that, then, the rest of our starters were all going to be newbies or they were going to be role players. So I wasn't quite sure what exactly to expect. Our practices started out. We looked pretty good. Um, Probably had too tough of a schedule for such a young squad early. Um, won a game or two, dropped the game to Whitewater, where we got beat handedly um, by what I think is a very, very good team. Definitely a top 10 team, if not a Final Four team. Um, and then we lost a couple of games in our home tournament, which was very disappointing. We did not play well, um, especially to Rose Holman. 
then turned around, played a great second half against WashU and thought, okay, this is where our team dynamic is. This is how we need to play, how we need to look. And then we played a little bit inconsistent uh, from that point on. Do feel like our team defense has gotten quite a bit better. Our individual defense needs to become even better in order to, to keep winning games. Um, and then I would also say that uh, our last stretches in the ball game, we've lost a couple of games, actually three games, in the last three to four minutes of the ball game. Uh, U of Chicago, one of them, uh, rolls home in another, and then the most recently out at Pacific. And I know that that has a little bit to do with youth and um, some inexperience, but we've got to work on those things. I think we can. The bright side of the whole story, as you know, is 3-0 and in conference. So we're thrilled about that. That That is wonderful. Well, let's talk about the defense, because I was kind of looking at some stats before you got to the studio here, and the defense has been tremendous as far as turnovers go, turnovers for you and turnovers for the opponents. There are only, if I'm looking correctly, two games where you have committed more turnovers than the other team, and those were in the first three games of the season, one of those being the Wisconsin Whitewater, who you said is one of the top ten teams in the nation, if not top four. So uh, that really stands out to me. One of those games was the game out in Oregon against George Fox. Uh, created 32 turnovers, 21 steals. That tells me the defense was really humming. Yeah, we were. I liked our game against George Fox. I still think we could have been a little bit better in that game, executed a little bit better, uh, playing very shorthanded. As you know, we did not have Kaya Bowen for the trip. Um, so losing a starter for that game and finding a way to win was really good. And then you haven't mentioned the Pacific game yet. Um, our defense wasn't quite as good in that one, but I do feel like the girls know that there is a strong emphasis on defense. So I, yesterday was a great day in practice. We worked on our run and jump stuff. We worked on our half-court stuff. Um, had a few breakdowns, like I said, against Pacific or would have won that ball game. But overall, I'm, I'm going to tell you, Derek, this is – I am having a blast. If I could – I know it sounds a little bit odd, but if I could take away some of the defensive breakdowns that this team has had, this would be a team out of 24 years that I have enjoyed the most. They are a lot of fun. Um, their energy is always good, and they're just great personalities. Well, you mentioned being 3-0 and in conference, and uh, looking at the schedule, that's all that you have left are conference games until hopefully a postseason. Hopefully we get to play some non-conference games down the road. But in general, before we get to the game uh, tonight against Elmhurst, let's talk about the conference in general. What do you see? Um, there, there are no weak games in conference anymore in the CCIW. There's no, okay, we're going to roll in and take this one. We can take it easy and that. Every single game is a tough game in conference. It, absolutely. And you could not have said it better that there's, there's no game off, um, especially when you're a team that's as young as we are and as inexperienced as we are. But it is the second half of the season. So, you know, we're looking forward to that. Um, I would say this about our conference, just to give you an idea, we beat Carroll in our first conference home opener, and they just beat Whitewater. So I, I, how do you figure that? We lost to Whitewater by 30, yet we beat Carroll. Um, I think teams are getting better. Uh, we played Wheaton and won by a large score. I was very impressed with our game, but Wheaton did not have their leading score. I don't know if she's out for the season or not. Um, but certainly, you know, there are just so many different things that are going on right now in the conference. It's crazy. Well, and just to tell you how well you played against Wheaton, their best player was out, which, you know, does make a difference. 
Um, I mean, last year, if you didn't have Kendall Sosa, you might have thought that would have been, you know, tough. But 19-point difference, one player, that yeah. that's a lot. I it, mean, you guys played that well that you beat them by 19, even with that player out. That's still a, a very good game. Yeah, and the fact that you mentioned the Wheaton 19-point victory, that was a game where I felt our players were extremely locked in to what we had to do on the floor. There were hardly ever possessions where I thought, oh, that's not correct. Um, they just seemed to really understand the concept of what we were trying to get done in that ball game, and they did it very, very well. And that was a game where you created 21 turnovers, although you had 17 yourself. Uh, you, you, you moved the ball. You shot well against Wheaton. Um, as I look at the percentage here, you shot 45% from the field, which uh, is, is up there for how you shot this season. Some struggles in the last three games, shooting under 40% those three games. Um, two of those were on the road. I know the Chicago game was really good defense on their part, kind of had a little tribute to that. Same thing out in Oregon? I think our offense out in Oregon was just maybe a little bit, I know this sounds awful, a little bit of jet lag. You know, it was a four-day trip. We, it was, it felt like it was four days pushed into one and a half, maybe. So I think they were a little fatigued um, against Pacific and even against George Fox. Um, I felt like we just gritted it out enough to get the win, which was great. And I think they're a pretty good team. That was a game where we were completely outsized, so we knew our full court press had to be effective against Pacific, about the same size as we are. But they had the seventh leading score in the nation in a kendo and just a really good player. But ironically, we held her, didn't hold the other one. Well, you talk about being outsized. That's that's a story that that's <laughs> kind of a theme throughout the season. There's a few teams where you've matched up well height-wise with, but you're rebounding as I go through from the, the Eureka game down, uh, one by ten rebounds, two rebounds, six rebounds, 11 rebounds. Chicago, you lost the rebounding battle by six, and in Oregon, you lost by six and by three. But again, you said those were oversized teams. Those girls fight it out down there and, and really rebound. And it's a lot of times, it's not the tallest girl on the floor getting a rebound. It's one of the shorter girls. Yeah, it's one of the most aggressive getting yes. the rebound, for sure. And that's such a great point that you brought up, Derek. We have talked about needing to be a strong rebounding team since we ended our season last year. Um, the girls have bought into that. I think some of the freshmen really make a strong effort. I think Kaya Bowen is just an aggressive. She kind of reminds me of the old Dennis Rodman, you know. Uh, Skill-wise, I'm not so sure she's all the way up there, but aggressiveness, her belief in herself, and her desire to go get any ball once the shot is up is just crazy good, crazy good. Well, and your, your rebounding leader, uh, your top two rebounders are freshmen, yep. Lauren Huber and Mallory Powers. Yep. And I know you've been working with Mallory about going up, high-pointing the yep. ball, and she had a great game just before Christmas break where she did that and, and starting to see some uh, results. Yeah, I just – our freshmen are, are playing so well, and they, the seniors, the older classmen, the upperclassmen have just bought into them so well that, you know, their teamwork, their cohesion, they just – it's just really fun to watch them. I, I, I'm so happy for Illinois Wesleyan. I mean, they're going to get a, three more. They've got another half a year and three more years to watch those girls do their thing. Oh, and I, I'm excited. It, it kind of reminds me watching back when Kendall Sosa was a freshman, and that whole group was there too. Um, uh, Riley Brovelli, and uh, we keep naming names there, but that was fun. Let's let's turn to the upcoming games. Um, this show is going to be every Wednesday night at six o'clock, so you got two games between now and the next show. Let's start with Elmhurst going up to uh, Faginal Hall. Hopefully, I said that right. 
Um, Faganol, Faganol, I'm not sure. I think sure. it's Faganol. Is it Faganol? Faganol Fag- Hall. I think so. R.A. Faganol Hall up in Elmhurst. Um, not the Again, no games easy in the CCIW. Tell us a little bit about this matchup. Well, to be honest, I think they're a little bit inexperienced. They lost quite a bit from last year, and they are small. Um, one big, so definitely our our game plan will be to go out and use our run and jump to create more opportunities for us offensively. And then to take it to them in a very aggressive way offensively. Uh, we'll use, you know, we'll try to get the ball to Lauren Huber and let her work her magic in the post. You know, we'll open up the post area for her to go 1v1 and then uh, just in and out, shoot some three pointers and hopefully score in transition. Well, and and you talk about the uh, shooting from three-point line. We really haven't talked about that. You've got multiple weapons that can hit from the outside. Brooke Lansford, we've we've known she's been able to hit from out there. But then you start to get to the freshmen and Kate Palmer, Mallory Powers, we mentioned her again. Yep. Um, they work on it. I, I don't know what else to say is that they're in the, in the gym so often. And give a shout-out to Brian Ayersman, you know, my new assistant coach. He's in there working with them on their footwork, being ready to shoot. Chad Kusek, my assistant coach, toes to the line, get to the line. You know, I am. We like to. We talked about this the other day on our trip. The stats for the three-point line because it ha- it moved back for the women, and now it's the same distance as the men. And you know, we wondered how that would affect our shooting. So you know, it's going to be interesting to see some stats on that. How three-point shooting has either improved or not improved via the distance that it, we've gained. Well, your, your top three shooters who have at least 10 makes, um, or I could say at least you know 40 attempts, because either way, they'd be the same group. Uh, Brooke is shooting the worst at 351. Mallory Powers at 386, and Kate Palmer at 412 for, for their shooting percentage. So I guess 35, 39, and 41%. I'd take that just about any <laughs> night for uh, three-point shots. I don't care what level we're playing. Absolutely. No complaints here. That's outstanding. So, yeah, that, that translates just doing quick math to over 60% from two-point land as far as right. if, if it was two-point shooting there also. Well, you do have uh, the game against Elmhurst tonight, and I know you're a coach who doesn't like to look for, farther ahead, but we don't have a show for another week. Uh, traveling up to Kenosha, take on Carthage at Tarbell Arena. Earlier in the game, a 2 o'clock start, that means getting on the bus a lot earlier. Um, tell us about bus trips that are that long. What do you do to make sure they have their game legs once they get off the bus? I tell you, there isn't much you can do. Tell them to get up and move around on the bus. On that trip, we most of the time we'll stop at uh, one of the rest areas and get them out, let them use the restroom, and stretch their legs just a little bit. But, you know, they're young. They're 21. They're not the same age as you and I, Derek. So they can get off that bus without a giddy-up. But you and I, we might have a little bit of a, I don't know, ineffective handicap look to us <laughs> well you know and i coached a long long time ago junior high level so nowhere near the level you do but i always had the same thing we'd go from chicagoland area out to cedar rapids and i could never on that friday get the girls out there on the floor we'd always struggle that first game and after that they were great but mm-hmm. they had to get that blood flowing so um, i wish i could tell you what we did <laughs> but we never found anything that worked and that so going up playing at carthage in tarball arena uh, against um the the Firebirds now. I got to stop and think what their new nickname is. Um, tell us a little bit about that game. I'm going to be honest, Derek. You I have. Not, I know you haven't yep. you haven't scouted much. I know that. <laughs> but playing in that arena, playing on that floor, you've been it's, there before. Yeah, for it's that. always be, been a great atmosphere. I mean, if there's another atmosphere that can come close to Wesleyan's, I think it's being at Carthage when their student body is there. 
it's rough on us. I mean, we get up, we walk around the bench, they count our steps out loud, sit down, those types of things. I mean, they've got a great student body, and uh, the arena is a very, it's an incredible place to play. They've got the big jumbo screen going on, so it's their lineup is, you know, it looks like the Chicago Bulls starting lineup when they announce players. So, um, and it's always a great rivalry game. We've always played tough against Carthage. They've always played tough against us, and I've seen them one time on film, and that's about it. Not enough to really scout, just enough to kind of put them in my mind a little bit. And they've got some size, so now we'll see how we can do against, you know, we're going to be short, we're going to be little against Elmhurst, and then big when we see Carthage. So hopefully when we're talking in a week, you out-rebounded both games, created more turnovers than you committed, and have two more wins and 5-0 and in conference. I think you can come do our game plan, Derek. It was great. <laughs> that is Coach Smith. Coach, we thank you for joining us on Titan Coach Show, and we look forward to talking to you weekly. All right. Hope everybody tunes in. We'll be right back on the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. This interview with Coach Smith was brought to you by the Fashion Shop in Gibson City home of big city selection and small town prices, and the Holiday Inn Express West, an IHG hotel. Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show. We have Coach Ron Rose, men's basketball team, joining us. Coach, thanks for taking some time. Well, Derek, I appreciate you having this and uh, look forward to talking to you the second semester. Yeah, this uh, second half of the season, it's going to be it's going to be fun. I know that both the yeah. women's basketball, men's basketball, all all the athletics that take place here at Titans, every sport's good at something. I mean, they're they're good, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But let's talk men's basketball. Let's talk first half of the season. Yeah. Uh, you guys have been ranked all year, up in the top five the whole time, or or close to it at the start of the season. And you've you've had a tough schedule. <laughs> tell us tell us about it, and we'll get to the New York trip here in a minute. But. Yeah, it uh, you know certainly had high expectations. Uh, I think um, because of those high expectations and high ranking early in the year, we, we've had a bullseye on our chest. You know, we we felt that uh, from from the the first uh, exhibition games we had, in terms of the intensity that we felt the opponent ready to play, uh, we did not. Uh, duck anybody <laughs> we, we we really loaded up our schedule we we're excited we we're always looking to play uh the best competition that we can uh we were fortunate that this schedule played out this season and it, it's felt like big game after big game you know you're excited for the first game of the season then we had the jack sigma uh invite uh which was a big deal we had to michigan play uh you know at calvin was a big game you start conference play, which you want to start off, you know, you, you go to Wheaton, you go to Washu, and then you go to Yeshiva. So we've already played, uh, you know, three of the top five teams in the country. So it's been a, it's been a challenging semester or, or start to the season, first half, but uh, uh, I think a successful one. Well, you, you've run the gauntlet fairly well, took a couple hits. Wheaton, just a tough place to play. I was, uh, I was there. I was able to see that game after the women's game, and uh, it's a tough place to win. It, it is. They're, you know, well, they're a top-five team in the country. Uh, I thought we controlled the first half. We, I, I think back to that one. We had a 12-point lead with a minute to go. They were able to cut into that. Uh, it, had we been able to extend it, I think maybe we, you know, the second half might have played out differently. I give a lot of Wheaton credit. They they kept after it, kept after it. it ended up being a uh, a game that goes down to the wire. Uh, we fell a little short, but you know, every opportunity you go out there and you play a, a competitive game, win or lose, you you have a chance to learn something about your team. I I do believe we are better now than we were uh, at the start of the season, and, and part of that is 
learning what makes you good and, and then learning on what you know figuring out when when you do struggle what do you got to get better at and i think that process has has helped this group well and not only have you played some of the top teams in the nation you played some of the top players in the nation let's talk wash you yeah. and uh that game a little bit that was a tough one there yeah it was tough you know that again we're on the road um you know we we'd just gotten off playing um three conference games we play them right before we go on break uh wash U's a tremendous team I, I think they're a top five team in the country as well I guess they everybody can't be top five, can they, Derek? I guess only five teams can be, but it's they're they're tremendous. And uh, to be honest, I, I, that's probably uh, the game I'm most disappointed in in terms of how we played. We we didn't execute as well as we needed to, didn't shoot the ball as well as we needed to, and didn't defend as consistently as we have. And you can't do that against a, a quality team, especially on their home court. Well, you said there there can only be five top teams, but there can be fifteen teams that could potentially be five top teams, and and you've met a lot of them. That's true. Absolutely. Now let's let's get to uh, the game people have been looking at across the nation for the last probably six months. Uh, your trip to New York to play Yeshiva. First of all, tell me what it was like getting there, and and the way they responded. Their fans. I know you were at the marketplace and all of that. Tell me a little bit about that first. Yeah, for, from a uh, a hyped game uh, a game that was built up it, it's very unique the excitement and, and what led to that was yeshiva uh is on a 50 game was what was on a 50 game win streak ranked number one in the country had received a lot of attention national attention i mean they're on uh, newspapers across the country espn they're making national news so there was a lot of interest in their team uh yeshiva is a is a uh, Orthodox Jewish University and uh, uh, that that whole Jewish community has really embraced and has taken great pride in this team so because of all those things uh, there was just interest that we we uh, during this 50 game win streak they had not played a ranked opponent so there was a lot of uh, people interested on what would that look like uh, are the 50 games legitimate is you know so we go in and and uh, had a great trip to New York. Unfortunately, the game we were supposed to play a game before Yeshiva was canceled because the other team couldn't get uh, uh, COVID tests to get uh, uh, okay to play. So that game was canceled. Uh, we were over there. We got three practices in at Yeshiva University, which was big. You mentioned the market. We, we One day we stopped by. We were just going to get a few groceries. Our guys were going to pop in to get a snack to eat. We didn't realize we went to a kosher grocery store. <laughs> as this is the game day of the game, and as we're as we're there, uh, most of the customers recognized that we were the Illinois Wesleyan men's basketball team, and had some really cool conversations. Some people took pictures with various team members, and uh, most of them, uh, maybe not most, but a lot of them were saying, "Hey, we're coming to the game, or we're going to watch the game," and. Um, you know, you just don't quite get that recognition uh, most games that you play in. And that, that had to be very cool. You talked about they hadn't played any ranked teams. Probably their biggest competition was two years ago, NCAA tournament. They played the first two rounds, and then it got canceled. So, And it's not their fault they haven't played anybody. Nobody's willing to schedule them, but you guys took the challenge. Yeah, the uh, yeah two years ago they were moving on to the Sweet 16 when the NCAA tournament was canceled. And obviously last year we didn't have a tournament. Um, you know, it, it came together very quickly. We, we had made two trips out to New York before to College of Stanton Island, had great trips out there, you know, 
from seeing the Statue of Liberty to Ellis Island. It's a, it's a, it's a terrific trip for us to take at Christmas, even though it's not warm. Um, but Bob Quillman, who, who runs the IWHoops.com website, uh, is really active on Twitter. He had became friends with Yeshiva's coach. And so Bob got emailed me and said, hey, someone from Yeshiva may be reaching out. Uh, Associate Athletic Director did. Uh, do you want to play? I checked with Mike Wagner and checked our schedule. And very quickly, just within a few days, I, to me it was a no-brainer to have an opportunity to play a team like that. Uh, we knew they were going to be good. Um, I, I thought it was going to be a great experience for, for our players. And, and really that's what, as a college coach, you're here to – provide the best possible experience for your student athletes and I thought this was going to be terrific and, and it ended up being that well I mentioned uh, some of the top players in the nation <laughs> Yeshiva has one of those uh, let's talk about the game and Pete Lambesis and the defense that he played against him yeah they, they actually have two guys that were All-Americans last year first team All-American Ryan Terrell averaging 28 29 points a game um, you know he, he's a six foot six wing that can really shoot the basketball and then a, a six seven forward Gabe Leifer it was a second team All-American two-time All-American Cody Mitchell guarded him and so I don't want to I don't want to eliminate uh, what the job Cody did because um, he really did a tremendous job of making it difficult for uh, Leifer to he averages just about a triple double so Cody did a great job Pete you know he is just so dogmatic on the defensive end and and, uh, you know, a guy like Ryan Terrell, you're not going to hold him scoreless. Uh, Terrell ended up with 20, uh, but he had to work for every single thing that he, he got. And, uh, and, and our, you know, we, this team has kind of been built on the defensive end. Not, not, I think Pete is, is certainly, uh, if not the best defender, one of the best defenders in the country. And I think our team defense is uh, what's really helped us be successful thus far. Well, you held them to 25% shooting from three-point land and 40% from uh, overall. Offensively, you guys, you lit it up. Five, uh, 52% from uh, field goal range, 43% from three-point land. I And I don't think – I think he did miss one shot, but I don't remember uh, Yoder missing a shot. Well, it, it always your offense always looks better when the ball goes in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know – Ironically, a lot of the shots that we made, we missed at Wash U. We, we got similar looks. It's just different results. And, and so uh, it is – it really – there is something really true to it. When the ball goes in um, – and, and, but it can kind of be contagious. I thought that was one of the keys to the game is uh, we got the tip. We came down. We had a, had a certain um, movement we wanted to run. We got Pete going downhill. He did a great job of jump-stopping the lane and kicking it to Luke. Luke hit a three with nothing but the bottom of the net. That crowd, I'm telling you, it was a energetic, electric atmosphere. It wasn't Yeshiva's not very big, um, but the people that were there were pumped up to be there. And uh, Luke hits that. We get a stop, come down. Corey uh, hits the next three. We're up 6-0. If it would have been flip-flopped, uh, the walls might have fallen down. It was going to be so loud. I mean, it was. they were ready on any opportunity to support their team and uh, from playing from getting a good start and playing from head I think was really big so you're telling me and I'm going to go to a little Jewish reference here in case anybody from Yeshiva is tuning in <laughs> it would have been like Jericho with the walls <laughs> tumbling down the walls might have tumbled down yeah <laughs> hopefully no one was circling the gym 
<laughs> yeah, seven <laughs> times and uh, seven days in a row and all that. Thankfully, they did not do that. Um, it gets no easier. You think, hey, we just played number one in the nation, and now we get a No, you're headed to Elm. Well, actually, Elmhurst is headed here yeah. uh, later tonight. That game's going on, 7 o'clock tip. Tell us a little bit about the game for Elmhurst. Well, Elmhurst is tremendous. We, we've got a little history with them the last few years. Um, you know, they, they won the conference tournament two years ago, beat us in the championship game and in a highly competitive game. It was a, you know, one possession game with 90 seconds to go. Um, and then we had a we, we end up uh, beating them last year in the second round of the um, conference tournament. So uh, our groups know each other. Uh, it's it's for the most part uh, a lot of the same guys have been playing the last two years. They're a tremendous team. They're a veteran team. You you've got several fifth and sixth year seniors on this Elmhurst team, and so. Um, we, we know our, 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 we got our hands full. I think they're they're nine and two, ten and two, something like that, ranked uh, I think fourteenth in the country. So, uh, yeah, the beat goes on, Derek. One, and, and now we get into the CCIW conference, and which is you know as as good as any conference in the country. Yeah, they they are eleven and two as we speak. Uh, those two losses both on the road. They lost to Calvin at Grand in Grand Rapids and North Park in Chicago. Uh, both of those back in uh, de- early December, and they beat they beat Wheaton uh, and, yep. earlier in the year. So uh, they've only got uh, one loss in the conference. They, you know, they, they, with the veteran team, like I said, I think they have three guys that are six year seniors. It, it's it, it's <laughs> um, it's it, and we're facing that. You know, Yeshiva had two, Wash U, their best players, a fifth year guy. It, it's a challenge that we have, and uh, our guys have kind of embraced that. Now, Coach, I you told me you do not know this because I congratulate you, and you did not know what it was for. So I told you I'm going to wait till on air. But uh, on Monday, you were named the Division Three Coach of the Week for HoopDirt.com, and so people know this goes to one coach in every division. Uh, division One this week was Scott Drew. So you're you're in the same sentence as Scott <laughs> Drew. That's that's pretty awesome. That's, well, you know, it's it, it's it's based on how our players performed at Yeshiva, yeah. and it was such a a great win. And and uh, I, I appreciate you telling me that, Derek. But I, and we view this. You know, Corey No got recognized earlier. Matt Laird has been recognized. Pete's been recognized. These are all team wins. You know, when when the team does well, individuals get recognized. So. Uh, really proud of how our guys competed against Yeshiva. Well, Coach, you uh, got to go get ready for that Elmhurst game, so I'm going to let you go. Thanks for talking with us, and we'll talk with you again next week. Thanks, Derek. When we come back, we'll have Coach Schumacher, the uh, head of the track program here at Illinois Wesleyan. You're listening to Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. This interview with Coach Rose was brought to you by Knapp Kitchens and Custom Cabinetry located in Forest, Illinois, along with Munns Hermes and Associates Incorporated Insurance Coverage. Welcome back to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show. Joining me now is the director of track, Coach Schumacher. And Coach Schumacher, we appreciate you taking a little time. Well, I'm excited to be here. It's uh <laughs> cold outside and i'm glad we have indoor track and field well that's what i was gonna say it's kind of cold for track but indoor track and field and and here at illinois wesleyan the shirk center the facilities for track and field both indoor outdoor tell me a little bit about those well when i came for a job interview here in 1997 the shirk center was the first building that i walked into and at that time i'd never seen a facility quite like that and today it's still uh one of the best in division three and 
I thought it could be a, an awesome place to to build a program. Uh, at that time, we had a a track that was a D shape, and it, it kind of went um, in a D shape because of Fred Young Fieldhouse, which was eventually torn down. And then they added a new track in 2000, uh, and that track was just taken out this last spring. And so we have a brand new outdoor track to go along with the with the Shirk Center. So we have some some pretty nice facilities here at IWU. And the, the facilities are used quite often. I know uh, a lot of times I'll come in for a basketball game or something and, and track meets are going on, uh, whether it's Illinois Wesleyan or local high schools coming in and having their own meets. So uh, it is a great facility there. Now, you talked about growing a uh, track program here at Illinois Wesleyan and, and really creating one. To be able to do that, you need some people around you. Tell me about your staff. Yeah, I'm very fortunate. Um, I, was, I was just promoted to be the director of track and field here um, after 24 years as the head men's and women's coach. Um, and my first uh, 10 years, I was the head coach basically by myself. And then we hired Greg Huffaker. He's our head cross-country coach and distance coach, associate track and field now. And then we just hired Todd Lauder. Uh, he was a business owner here in town, a track junkie. He runs a, a track club here. And he is our men's head track and field coach. And so between the three of us, we now have uh, three full-time people. And then I have a lot of help, a lot of uh, volunteer help, mostly alum, which I really think speaks to the, to the program when they want to give back. Um, our pole vault coach, John Blome, um, he works here in town. Amanda Berggren, she's our hurdle coach. She's an accountant. She was an IW grad as well. And then we have a whole host of other staff, including uh, a graduate assistant too. So that's, that's pretty cool. I know when I'm over at the Shirk Center, every once in a while I walk by your office, and uh, I stuck my head in there once or twice just to see all the things you have on the wall, um, all your All-American uh, uh, track athletes that you've had in the past and all that. that. That is just something incredible, and it shows the type of program that you have built. I appreciate that very much. And I forgot to mention Randy Anderson. Uh, and this is not a plug. He owns a Ford dealership in Clinton, Illinois, but his daughter – is our most decorated track and field athlete. Uh, she was a 16-time All-American, seven-time national champion, and she's on that wall quite a bit. But he uh, he comes over and he helps our sprinters as well. So that that is wonderful And that. Now, have a great history here, Illinois Wesleyan, but you're only as good as, as what's coming up. Tell me about the upcoming season. Really excited to, to have what we hope is going to be a, a normal season. Last year we were able to have some meets. Uh, there were triangular uh, triangular meets with just men at one time and, and women at the other, and we're used to having everyone compete together and having large meets as well. But as of right now, we're going to be able to uh, have have some normal meets. Uh, we've got some uh, very talented, hardworking individuals. We're going to see where they're at. We start practice on Wednesday. One of the unique things about track and field, which is good and bad, is you know, we practice together for about five weeks in the fall, and then we take almost a whole month off. And so they're left to their on their own, and they have to come back, come back ready to go. But uh, we do have a couple of returning athletes uh, that went to nationals last year. Addison Bendry uh, on the women's side, uh, she went in the 100 and 200, um, and then Rebecca Harden went in the 1500 on the on the women's side. And we have some men who I believe are going to make a big impact this year as well. Well, the first meet is. Uh, coming up on January 22nd, so that's about uh, 17 days away from uh, the airing of this on uh, here on Wednesday. Um, 
that's a that's a meet historically is a really good meet with uh, Chicago coming down, University of Chicago, and Wash U coming up, and then Illinois Wesleyan. That's got to be a fun one to get those three schools together. It is, and we call it the I-55 Tri. We're right in the middle on I-55. We call it kind of a, a brain uh, meet uh, with Washington University and the University of Chicago. Uh, they have historically really strong programs, and so to – to be able to have a three- or four-hour meet as opposed to an eight-hour meet, but with great competition, uh, we, al- we always look forward to that. It's a great way to kick off uh, the season. Washington University, really a lot of respect for their program. Uh, their head coach is our uh, cross-country coach's best friend, and uh, they're, they're like a second family to us, so they come up here and compete with us a lot. So we really get along well with their staff, and it is an awesome atmosphere. And, and uh, track and field to me has always been that, sport where you're really not compete I mean you are competing against others but you're really competing against yourself trying to improve your own times your own distances and all of that which just makes it more fun at the competition that everybody just wants to do their best yeah I, I really I like that analogy that's great because you can only in, you know in practice when, in, when you're working out and you do time trials it's, it's just different than when you actually warm up and you have that meat atmosphere and everyone's around and, and you line up and you have the actual gun that's going off and you got a competitor next to you and so that that meat anxiety is something that you can't really replicate during practice and so uh but it is individual because um you know unless the person next to you is trying to trip you or something like that you are controlling your your performance yeah, but I was going to say about the only place where it really comes down to strategy, and that would be more the distance races where you're, you're you might be pacing, you know, in the mile, or I guess it's the fifteen hundred. Now that tells you how old I am, uh, but the fifteen hundred or the five thousand, ten thousand. If you got really close competition where you you try to uh, either set out the rabbit or whatever it is that you might do in that. Now let's let's let our listeners know a little bit about yourself. Um, go ahead and tell them where where'd you go to school and what was your specialty in track and field. I went to Wisconsin lacrosse. I was a long triple jumper, and I had the good fortune of having the most decorated coach in Division Three history. Uh, my first year here, we won the school's first ever national championship in men's track and field, and then our coach went on to win um, 17 or 18 national championships after that, and then he went to Wisconsin-Madison and then became a head coach um, at Central Michigan. He also coached an Olympian out of the Division Three level. So he had a lot of success, and I was uh, very fortunate, like I said, to be a pioneer as part of that program. Well, and uh, you have a couple titles under your belt also. Yeah, and you mentioned at the beginning kind of kind of building a program, and, and when I came in here and, and I met with Denny Bridges and, and just talked a little bit about the strong history of Illinois Wesleyan. I didn't have to sell the school academically. We had the Shirk Center, and it just it took a matter of um, getting a couple of strong recruits in here, and and before we knew it, uh, we we were hoisting a national championship in 2008, and we've won um, four in total. Well, that that is awesome and incredible. Um, I'm going to bring up one other thing about you at the end, but I do want to know who are some, and you mentioned a few earlier. Who are the ones we really want to keep an eye on this year, and in what events? Well, I. I don't like to talk about this because he's, he's my son. He played basketball here, but I'm really excited about my son, Keandre Schumacher. Um, all my life, he'd never done track and field, and um, some of the guys were kind of teasing him and trying to get him to go out last year, and he did. He went out during the outdoor season. Uh, he hated the first day of practice. He, he about passed out. 
Um, but by the end of the outdoor season, he was number three all time in the 100 for us. And right now he's number three in the 60. And I think he's got a chance to, to break the school record. Uh, Cole Paraday, he's a senior uh, javelin discus thrower. I'm looking forward to see what he can do. Um, he's had a really good offseason. And, and just for our listeners, javelin's outside only. Javelin is outside <laughs> only, absolutely. We don't want any of the runners uh, getting speared as they're, they're running along. All right, so to let people know what type of an athlete you are, you told me something just before we came on air, and uh, I don't want to give away your age, but you said that you have dunked a basketball for 40 straight years now. That is incredible. Yeah, we an athlete, Tara Yoder, she, uh, she graduated in 2004, and when I was 35, she asked me if I could dunk, and I told her that my goal was to be able to still dunk when I'm 40. And then uh, since then, she's had six children, and I told her I wanted to keep dunking as long as, as long as she was keep having children. So I think she stopped having them, but I was able to keep that streak going now. Um, well, well, for 40 years, the first one was December of 1982. Wow, December of 1982. So you might, you were a young guy at that time. You were about 13, 14 years old. Yep, that's exactly right. Wausau, Wisconsin, YMCA. I'll never forget it. And the one that I just had, um, it felt just as good, but for a lot different reasons. <laughs> well, uh, congratulations on staying in shape and doing that. You could probably still run maybe not quite as fast as some of your athletes, but I bet you can still make them work to stay ahead of you. I like to make them work. <laughs> and can can you still jump that far too, long distance? I cannot jump that far, that's for sure. It's it's just up now instead of out. Yep, exactly. <laughs> All right, that is Coach Schumacher of Track and Field. We appreciate you talking with us, and as your season gets rolling, maybe we'll touch base with you a couple more times. Thank you for having me on. You are listening to the Illinois Wesleyan Coaches Show, Titan Coaches Show here on 88.1 WESN. That is going to wrap it up, but coming up next is basketball. Stay tuned. This Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coach interview was brought to you by Avanti's Italian Restaurant, home of the famous gondola, and Doubletree by Hilton Hotel in Bloomington. That will wrap things up here from the studios at WESN 88.1 FM. Do want to thank our guests today, Coach Maya Smith, women's basketball, Coach Ron Rose for the men's basketball, and Coach Chris Schumacher for the track program here at Illinois Wesleyan. Again, reminder, women's basketball coming up next, Illinois Wesleyan women's men's basketball. You want to watch that game and you are not at the Shirk Center, go to IWUSports.com and go ahead and watch for their look for their video or go to the men's basketball schedule and you can click on the video there. If you want to watch the men the women's game but listen to my call of the game, go to iwsports.com, go to the women's schedule, click on the video, turn down the volume and then click on the audio on a different device and turn up the audio and go ahead and pause it so you can get those to sync up. But all I have to say is let's go Titans. Women's basketball next on 88.1 WESN.